Just right back, Charlie. Oh, I mean, like the big man Ian Wright just said there, people deluded, I'm back again. First things first, I hope everyone's doing well and safe. I hope everyone and their loved ones are in good spirits. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Now, obviously, later today, we're playing, obviously, against Boulder again in the Europa League. 5.45 kickoff, which means I'm live across Twitch and YouTube to do a watch-along of that game an hour before kickoff. You know, it's pinned to the message and things like that. Make sure, you know, you're there, people. Appreciative. Make sure we're smashing the like button. We're setting our notifications. We're commenting and them things there. You lot make the platform. So let's get into it. Let's try things a bit differently. Obviously, Special K, the left winger at Napoli. Apparently, Arsenal leads... Uh, Spurs, Man United, a lot of teams in Europe were looking at him, you know, their losses, Napoli's gain, they signed him for 10 million, it's almost impossible on the best of days to get players, you know, look how long they held on to, and what's his face, Mancula Bali before now, and still got decent money considering his age, Napoli is difficult to get players, but Napoli always get ballers, you know, they had they got Lobolka, who I've done videos years ago on when he was at Celta Vigo, going from strength to strength, Special K, 21 years of age, Georgian international, again, the dream is free, the hustle is sold separately. Arsenal at this moment in time have no chance of signing him. You know, they could make a Napoli that is could make a handsome profit on the 10 million they spent, but they'd be stupid to get rid of the 21-year-old at the first offer that comes. You know, every game he plays, he's going up in value. You know, he's probably overperforming in terms of goals and assists. So there probably will be normality, but it seems like he gets goals and assists every week. Napoli are performing in the in the domestic campaign in Serie A. Last time I checked, they sit top. Obviously, on that in they're one of the best informed teams at this moment in time in the Europa League. And big up to everyone who was on Twitch. We watched Napoli against Ajax. You know, Kay's a, a quality player. He's 21, play can play on the left, can play in a couple of roles. Um, you know, uses both feet. Again, he knows when to be selfish in the final third. He knows when to be selfless, strong runner with the ball, very skillful, got a numerous, you know, bits of skill and things like that. He's a nutmeg king. Um, at 21, clearly there's a lot to work on, really and truly, and there's probably a bit of a Serie A tax, but that's one of the signings of the summer in all clubs. And I'd love him at Arsenal. Of course, he could be used on the left wing. We have no chance of getting him, but there's just so much to like about him. He uses both feet. He gets goals and assists. He's got resale value. He ties into what Arsenal are doing. Again, you look at his nationality, you know, he's Georgian. 
them men are very serious. It's a bit like how we look at Martinelli and Jesus. They've got a different sort of hunger when they come from them sides to want to be better. He comes from a footballing family and, you know, Napoli are laughing. You know, again, we can't grab him. But if there was a small smidget of a chance, I would love to. In terms of statistics at this moment in time for Napoli, bearing in mind he's only played 13 games, you know, he's got seven goals, seven assists. So he's had a hand in 14 in his 13 appearances. Where Serie A is concerned, nine appearances, five goals, four assists. Uh, within the Champions League, uh, he's got two goals, three assists and four appearances. So there's a lot of overperformance and there might be a, a bit of a collective dip from Napoli this season and him. But... He's taking, you know, again, he's a quality player, man, and he'd be a lovely option on Arsenal's left wing. But, you know, that's as, that's as far as it goes, really and truly. I don't think we have a chance at this moment in time. And that 10 million, you know, maybe a 50 million pound bid at this moment in time will get the waters going. But the, based on how their game's going, boy, you know, they're better off just waiting until they can probably get 80 to 100 million. You know, that Mudruk fella over there at Shakhtar, I think he's better than him. No disrespect to him, but they're saying 50 upwards. You know, this guy's actually doing arguably how men are talking about Mudrick with all due respect to him. So, again, pardon me, a quality player, if I'm completely honest with you, a joy to watch as a neutral. I would love him to sign for Arsenal, but we have no chance really and truly at this moment in time. Napoli are difficult to do business with. And, you know, that 10 million could have been wavy if we just spent that on him. But it is what it is. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say in relation to that individual people. So with that, that's the first time timestamp. But yeah, quality player, man. Joy to watch, if I'm completely honest with you. Napoli moving like 07, 09, finding these techie gems from nowhere. Shout out the YouTube members. Huge money, big money. Spinning the block three times. I'd even take a pre-agreement for Bellingham in Jan and no signing if this form continues through Jan and top four is solidified. We, we're not getting Drew Bellingham, bro. You know, it's going to be a bidding war. I do think if Arsenal could find 100-odd million, whatever, whatever Bellingham's current club, Dortmund, want, I do think, you know, Jude would listen to what Arsenal and Arteta have to say and maybe would be enticed about signing here. But and then you've got Chelsea and what they're doing. No disrespect to Arteta and what Arsenal's doing. And money isn't the be-all. And then though Chelsea has spent a fortune on defence and they're not really a better defensive side at this moment than us. But that project looks good. And Chelsea are in the Champions League. You know, City apparently onto him. Real Madrid onto him. And just about every top, 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 top team in Europe. So Jude Bellingham's a myth, really and truly. And I hear that about pre-agreement. And that would be great and I'd be happy. But... You know, it's like talking about, for me now, it's about it's like talking about signing a centre mid now in January. That's great. I want us to do it. But there's a lot of football to be played. There's a lot of football to be played uh, towards Jan and May. You know, there's no assurance top four is solidified at this moment in time. While I'm, I'm clearly happy with what Arsenal are doing, we haven't done it yet. There's been eight or nine games. There's going to be bumps and bruises, twists and turns along the road. We have to maintain our form for the large part and see where it, see where it takes us. But... You know, you have to sign Special K before he gets to Napoli at this moment. You have to sign Jude Bellingham when he's at Birmingham or, you know, maybe last season where Dortmund, you know, could you have got involved already? You need to kind of sign these players before they have these breakout seasons and it becomes a bidding war. With respect, if you struggle to get Rafinha over the line where we was his third choice, um, excluding Chelsea and Barcelona. Barcelona is it's crazy how all English football fans seem to be reveling, myself included, in Barcelona flirting with going out the champs. But you know, if you can't get him, if you can't get Zaha off Palace at the time, if you can't get Pedro Neto, then you've got no chance with Jude Bellingham. Do you think teams want to pay 100 odd million? In business, you don't want to pay more than you need to, but there comes a price that you're willing to pay, really. And, you know, we do need game changers. Jude Bellingham, you know, again, 
when he takes the step up from Dortmund, I do think he's going to be under a lot more scrutiny because the things that wow us at Dortmund, people are going to look for different level at whatever clubs. But you need to grab these game changers before they end up there. Some of you yesterday were talking about Declarais. Him, Milinkovic, Savic, these guys are contracted until 2024. Um, so next summer, they'll probably be the cheapest that they ever have been. But you've still got to put the bread on the, on, on the table. If you don't put the peas down, you're not getting these guys. So... Yeah, man, it's it's all movie settings where that's all concerned. If I'm completely honest with you, you lot people, smash the like button, Twitch gang, big up yourselves as well. Um, so yeah, man, that's the first timestamp out the window. We're gonna go over Mikel Arteta's press conference. We're gonna see what he's had to say about Abamian and the rest of it, people. I hope your day's going even better, Guna. Man, my day's calm, man. Just finished gym, had a little bite to eat. I'm not gonna cap it, weren't enough. So between the end of this live stream and the start of 4:45, I'm gonna have to go out and get something else to eat. Savage it probably too quick. That rice and chicken didn't really do much. But yeah, man, looking forward to watching Arsenal. We should sign Danilo, Telemans, and a winger in Jan, if possible. For me, right now, the priority is centre mid because if Partey is injured, God forbid we're in problems. Xhaka on the best of days is one of the first names on the team sheet. If something happens to him, especially in this advanced role he's playing, we're in trouble, which Xhaka doesn't seem to get injured. There's a first time for everything. He's, he's probably got a, a more injury record um, at Arsenal than I'm giving him credit for, but definitely he's one of the most durable players. And when I look at it, you know, we don't know how long these players are going to sign for, but we got over a Bamian and Lacazette who are on the wrong side of, 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 of the ages for football. You've got Jesus, who's 25. Odegaard's in his early to mid-20s. Fabio Vieira, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Saka, Zinchenko, Tierney, Tomiyasu, Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, Ramsdale. These lot are all around the same ages. But when you look at specifically the midfield, the two strongest pivot men that we have, and you could throw El Nene just to force an agenda in terms of a squad player... These men are 29, 30. And that doesn't, that's not me saying, oh my God, 30. Because I know Arsenal fans, early days of Emirates, once someone turned 30, it's, oh my God, we got to get rid. I'm not even saying that, but where's the long term? You know, as much as Xhaka is one of the first names on the team sheet, good relationship with everyone included at the club now, he didn't come up through the, the Hayland Academy and you've got one career. If we're in the Champions League, I think he'd want to stay. But, you know, he's experienced the Premier League. He has picked up a couple of trophies here. Maybe he wants to go and try something else. Partey the same. And you also have to worry about when the inevitable decline happens. Just because you decline as a footballer doesn't mean you're not as good, you know, really and truly. That I think Messi, by his own standards, somewhat has declined, you know, but he's still a baller. Decline don't mean you're finished, but... We need to know who's... We can't wait until Xhaka and Partey are finished or they want to leave before we look at that replacement, which, to a degree, in hindsight, I think that happened with Aubameyang. Clearly, we wanted to sign a striker, but I think Aubameyang's form and then what happened, you know, kind of sped up the pace. So, the midfield, and we're going to live or die by the midfield. Defence wins your titles. Strikers win your games, as we've been seeing. We need to improve in, in the goal front for as good as we've been doing. We need to keep more clean sheets because I think in, in Europe and the Prem, we haven't done enough. Um, but it's the it's the midfield battle week in, week out. So we're going to have to, on the best of days, we're going to have to do something, whether it's Jan or next summer. Hopefully the Champions League means there's a bit more bob to spend so Arteta can recruit even more players, get the squad stronger, or maybe, you know, Fine players, okay, well, you know, there's not really an Alexis Sanchez or Rosal or Santi, Santi, I'm exaggerating slightly, or even Arshavin at the time. Guys that at the time brought into this football club, in fact, I'm not, are curtain raisers. I think even Aubameyang, when he came to, we need to find some curtain raisers, people who lift the squad now. Same with Jesus, you know, probably the in terms of the signings of the summer, he's lifted our squad. Haaland has lifted City, you know, Napoli have made some bad boy signings, but Kay has lifted them, so... I think we, it's easier said than done and it comes with the territory. You need to put the bread down. And when you're haggling over 
Douglas Louise and leaving it late, Telemans, you don't want to spend the extra odd. I'm not saying the club's wrong, but you need to put the money down. Look at what signing Alisson and Van Dijk for the large part did for Liverpool. I'm sure they didn't want to spend that money on either player. Nothing to do with the player, but it comes with the territory. And even saying that we have, you know, we have spent big money on some signings, you know, 52 on Lacazette. You know, it wasn't exactly 72 million up front for Pepe, but, you know, we committed to that if everything happened with that. And there's probably been some others really and truly. So money's been spent, but we need to get it right. And by when there's quality, you either get these guys before they become these household names, which fans want it both ways. They don't really want unknown players, but they want the club to find these gems because that's what we should be doing. And also, we need to do better in terms of selling really and truly. You know, let's just say, for example, Eddie, there's an ex-striker that is better than Jesus. He's on joining Arsenal or he's levels with Jesus. No disrespect to Eddie because he could be part of the squad. Maybe, you know, you can be in a position where Eddie's developed, where you can get decent money for him. Maybe it doesn't work out for Tavares and Lokonga and you can get peas. Maybe, you know, similar to Joel Willock and Iwobi. Not everyone's going to last the distance, really. We need to do better at selling because we do have money. But if Chelsea's owner, Man United, City... If these lot get into a bidding war, we can't do anything really. We can put together a package in that, but there's not too much more beyond that we can do. Smash the like button, people. Elite talking points as usual from all of you lot. Twitch gang, well, well in as well. Um, so yeah, it is what it is regarding that. So yeah, man, big up yourself. Shout out the Twitch gang, man. What else are you lot saying? A centre, defensive mid and a striker are the priority, in my opinion. I'd more say a winger and central midfield. But if you could find a striker that could mix a match with Jesus, give the squad something different, why not? So, yeah, man. Zaha will come to Arsenal, mark my words. I don't trust people who say trust them. Would you move for Joe Bellingham? Listen, I don't... He's always going to probably, unfortunately, completely different player to Jude, but he's going to be judged under the lens of his big brother, sadly. Um, why not? I don't think it's that deep. He might look decent, but yeah, man. I don't think I don't I don't feel the same way about him than I did when I saw Jude Bellingham coming through. And that doesn't mean he's not gonna be a good player. That doesn't mean in the future I won't remix and saying what I'm saying, but yeah, man. Declan Rice has gone under the radar. Best time to strike a deal with his contract running down and attention on Bellingham. I think that's a bit naive, if I'm completely honest with you. You think all these clubs haven't got a list of targets. You know, Declan Rice could be available at the cheapest he's ever been available for, but for the fees that, obviously, it'd probably be a reduced fee in the summer, but for the fees West Ham are going to ask for, I would love Declan Rice at Arsenal. He'd give us another dimension in midfield, but for the skill set, I don't think it's worth it. You could probably go abroad and find someone that's primary job is to win the ball in midfield and anything you do beyond that's a bonus. I'd rather spend on someone like Jude Bellingham who can do a bit of what Declan Rice does, but obviously can score, can assist, makes good runs where the Champions League's concerned, got a good record now. You know, I'd rather pay for that a bit more, really, if I'm completely honest with you. Are you not over that interplay of not squaring the ball last night? But I'm not over that. That is greed. That's the greed that's spoken about in the Bible and the Quran and all the religious books. That is what God says you shouldn't be doing. You could have knocked out Barcelona. Instead, you tried to be a hero and then you're crying after the game's done. Don't cry. You did stupid stuff. If you do that, you have to score. One wild statement I'll make is if we win the Premier League, they're nothing less than Bellingham. I hear that. 35 million for, for Smith Rowe. Sell Balligan for 35 and... Nah, brother. Brother, Bamian's declined, but he's still bagging. Careful, they said he's finished. We have the money, the pool, I'd say. Bellingham looking at us thinking, wow, and Xhaka is 31, he's 30. Long-term eight, perfect for us if he doesn't go City or Madrid. That's why if I'm Arsenal, I'm taking a chance of Magia at Rennes. Get him before he blows. Pause. Hell of that, I hear that. 
Midfielder, it, midfielders are priority. I can't lie. Yuri and Luis should be done in Jan. I think it'd be one of the two, to be honest with you. At this moment in time, I'm more leaning towards Luis because Jacques is playing quite well. I do think you could slap Odegaard in the eight and a couple of others. Obviously, with Elnene being injured, there's not really someone that can do the six sort of stuff. I know Louise can play, do more than a six, but he can do that. But I've always said I'd like two eights and a six, regardless of if everybody that plays in the pivot right now at Arsenal is fit. So, yeah, man. I hear all about the potential transfers. My hope is for Arsenal to start finding slash growing their own gems. So far, so good. Saka, Martinelli, Marquinhos. Not quite sure to throw Marquinhos into that, but pick him up. Would you take Madison? Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of Madison. Athletic put an interesting video. I can't show that on this. Madison would be a great signing. According to reports, the Cronkays are willing to give Arteta more money to get signings in Jan. Man can only put together a PowerPoint, you know, and K does have a bright future. Smith Rowe be like a new signing in Jan. Hit the likes, as Harvey said, and so will Nene potentially, but I want new signings, man. It will be contract running down, DG. What you saying, Rotonda? Big up, it will be, but dead that, man. Like, you're not going to make us better, really. So, what's the point, really? Leave the romance over them sides. You're not going to make us better. Might as well forget about it, if I'm completely honest with you. But midfield should be a priority. Hopefully, Arsenal Football Club have begun their search for a midfielder or midfielders or any other area. Mikel Arteta reckons he needs to pattern up um, for us to be better, innit? And again, I, all I care about where Arsenal's concerned is that we've got several plans. Cool, if you get Champions League, we can start punching with some targets. God forbid, but if the season goes down the toilet and there's no European football like last season, you know who you're bringing in. If, unfortunately, we qualify for the Europa League, you know who you're bringing in. We need different plans and being able to react in different ways and scenarios and the rest of it, man. DJ, if we can win our next four. I would love to, but was there, are you missing part of the sentence? I'd love to, man. We just got to take things as they come, man. Would you rather have Danilo or Luis? Danilo, because it feels like there's a bit more from him. But if you're talking about just trying to maintain top four in January, probably Luis, because where Danilo's concerned, he's having a bit of a flat season at Palmeiras. You know, it's a lot for a 20, 21-year-old to expect him to join the Prem mid-season, get to grips off the field, let alone on it, while the dynamics of us trying to get top four, whatever the fixtures are, and expect him to produce results, man. So we'll have to see, really and truly. Yeah, Malinkovic Savage, he's got a year left. Man said deluded Lazio. These, do you know what? The Lazio gaffer's clearly just saying that because he wants to price him out of any potential move in Jan. And then the summer is where it has to happen, really and truly. Um, if I'm honest with you, we should get both Yuri and Danilo, not just one. Depth is a source of a problem at the club. I hear that, but I, I would like one one of the two different players, but like a Danilo and a Louise or a Telemans, and then can we go for one real, real at this moment? Not a long-term potential thing, because they could all do well. Someone that raises the curtain in midfield, because I like Xhaka, but I just feel it's nothing to do with Xhaka. We just, we need to do something in that midfield, really and truly. Crazy. Neto seemed like a serious link at a time. He's injured now. If we are, if we win our next four games in the Premier League, I'm very confident we can challenge for the league after the World Cup. I mean, challenging hype, man, that's a spuds thing. I hear you, though, and I'm definitely entertaining, challenging more than, obviously, what we've been doing. But I'm just focused on top four. The more we keep talking about Arsenal in the title range, the more we keep winning games, the more we're more likely to get top four. That is the immediate goal. Obviously, go as far as you can in the Europa League, in the FA Cup, in the League Cup. Two of the three that I've said. 
Europa League, we've been embarrassing ourselves ever, you know, whenever we get to the latter stages, really, you know, Atletico, Olympiacos, Villarreal, uh, Chelsea in the final, it's not been filled with anything, really. The FA Cup, I'm an Arsenal fan, and personally, I think we've been embarrassing ourselves ever since we won it, really, under Arteta, with respect to the gaffer and every all the players. I think we need to be challenging for that. You know, anytime you're trying to build a new mentality and all this stuff in the club, the more trophies you get, the more it begins. Because I don't know about anyone else, but I won bloody Sunday League trophies. And when you win it, yeah, you're enjoying the moment, but you want to do this again and again and again. You want to win trophies every day. So Lord knows what it feels like winning the FA Cup where some of these players have the Community Shield, you know, potentially the Europa League. These players can't dream of it right now, but the Champions League, and just based on how some of you Arsenal fans feel, the Premier League. But you've got to create that mentality and that hunger and all of them sort of things there, man. And just keep doing what we're doing. Aim for the title, so when we come up short, it's second or third. I hear that, but let's just not count our chickies. Let's just not get excited. Let's just take games by, you know, every game as it comes. You know, I'm pretty sure, without knowing this, Mikel Arteta and the boys in pre-season, they sat there and they said, listen, what points, by the end of the year, what points tally do we want? Or by the World Cup where there's a break, what points tally? And just work towards that. As always say, from August to the end of the year, from January till March, from March till April, and then from April to, well, once you get into May, provided you're still doing these things and we're still kind of having the same conversations, don't let yourselves down. Remember how it felt to start the season and Gary Nev and Jamie Carragos talking their madness when we bottled it against Brentford. Remember how it felt when everyone was talking like you was a shoe for the top three, let alone top four. And remember how it felt to crumble at White Hart Lane, unfortunately, at Newcastle. And for me, the, the with respectfully to Norwich, the biggest damning thing is that some Arsenal fans can be optimistic. But some Arsenal fans genuinely, genuinely tried to place their hope in Norwich somehow doing a madness against Spurs. Remember how it felt, so keep doing what you're doing, but it's been eight, nine games. There's no conclusions that can be drawn. Show me what... I mean, let's keep having these same conversations when, when there's 20 games played, when there's 10 to 12, like the gaffer said, when there's 25, when it's the last eight games left. Hell, game week 37. We've done very well. You know, there's a lot of things that we've done good that we can make great. There's a lot of improvements we need to make. Personally, I feel we've we're an, I've been saying this for months now. We're an improved defensive side, not necessarily a good one because we've still got old habits. We're, we're introducing new habits and we're starting to think and obviously we're improving. There's a mentality, but we still need to keep going because defensively from all aspects, the last couple of goals we've been can see every goal is uh, avoidable. But following runners against Liverpool in the build-up for Luis Diaz setting up Darwin Nunes and actually following Darwin Nunes, the transition where it starts, Saka's lost the ball um, on the edge of Bent, um, on the edge of Spurs' area against Bentacore. Then at one point in midfield, it's two against seven. We've got seven players. They have Son and Kane. Somehow it's found its way to Richarlison and then it's ended up being a penalty. I'm not blaming anyone because we could have stopped it at root in midfield. Xhaka could have cleared it. Gabriel definitely didn't need to make the, make the slide tackle. Anytime you slide in the box, you, you know what you're setting yourself up for. Uh, Saliba cleared his lines. I'm not really critical of his, his header, but maybe that could have been done differently. Definitely the goals we conceded at Old Trafford against Man United. Definitely the goals for one against Leicester, but... You know, I think if you go back to the Leicester game before the whole VAR thing where there was a penalty awarded and we got a, we got somewhat got away with it with Vardy, there was then brain farts there as well. Even if I'm harsh Palace, because Eze could have scored and made it a different game. So we just have to keep going, man. Take the good. We're working well, but the job's not done. We've not accomplished anything, you know. And if I'm harsh, if we want to start judging it on a Premier League champions challenging team and things like that, you don't praise City for showing consistency. You don't necessarily even play, praise them for being good footballers. You don't praise them for game management. 
you know, and a big up the gaffer because a lot of these things have been missing. You don't praise Floyd Mayweather for consistency and, and, and discipline and things like that. It comes with the territory. We need to get into that sort of scenario. So let's just keep going. But the job's not done. We've not accomplished anything. I like and do not get it confused. I love what we're doing right now. I love what we everything on and off the field with Arsenal, individually, collectively, relationship building on the on the field. Football's about winning games, winning your games, but we haven't done anything yet. So we just need to keep going. And I, I, that's one thing that gives me a lot of praise because, not praise, uh, hope, sorry for, for it, because I don't know about the fans. Let the fans do the waffling. When I hear Mikel, when I hear Xhaka, when I hear Martinelli, when I hear Tierney, they all kind of urge caution about keeping their feet on the ground and not getting excited. Even Ben White, I can't lie. Ben White's becoming one of my favourite interviewers, but he's got some, like, slapstick pause humour. Dry humor, like he's a bit of a character, isn't it? Like I saw one clip circling on, on Twitter. He's like, Yeah, well, obviously, we're quite good at football, you know. Ben White's becoming one of my favorites, but yeah, man, the job's not done yet, man. The fat lady needs to sing, and right now she ain't even in for rehearsal, she's probably stuffing her face in Greg's or something, or taking advantage of happy hour somewhere. No disrespect, shout out to all the biggers out there. You know, if you're trying to get a visa, go and find one of them. Allow me, I'm doing too much, I'm doing too much, man. Um, so yeah, let's just keep guided it. So, yeah, the job is not done. We must keep this up, man. Simple as that. It really is. And I understand it. A week is a long term, long time in football. So when there's been eight, nine games played, I, I get it why fans would be waffling and doing much, but it's October. We're about to hit uncharted waters. We don't know what, you know, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to say I'm scared or I'm optimistic. The reality, we've got more games, less of a squad. We can talk about signing people in January right now. That is, it's not even that it's an option. It's irrelevant because no one can help us if there's injuries. We've coped with injuries well at this moment in time. You know, there's bare games this month. There's bare games next month. We've been, for me, the biggest thing is we've had very, we had a very good preseason. Signings were brought in early. You know, I'll tell you, you can see why always waffles about preseason. Carried that form into the season and we've been riding that momentum. Obviously, you know, and there was, you know, the, the fixture calendar list has somewhat changed because the international break came at different periods. But we've been riding that momentum. Suddenly, football's going to stop soon, you know. After the Chelsea game and a couple of weeks after that, the football's going to stop. And I don't know what our players are going to be saying at the World Cup, what sort of condition they're going to get in physically, form-wise, you know, psychologically, depending on what happens with the few players that that go to that competition. Um but that's one, the players that aren't there, because we've still got 20-odd players where there's warm weather camp, etc. So, and Arteta has said the fixture calendar list after the World Cup is something we've never seen. So, we've got to be prepared, man. We've got to be prepared. Is what it is. Title race until the final month for win Europa. Well, based on just answering your question at, ba at, basic, at basic level, win Europa, because are we Spurs, blood? Man, don't just want to be in a race for the sake of it. If we're in a race and we don't win nothing... If you're in a if you're in 100 meters and you don't finish first, second, third, you don't get no medal. You're just getting. I'm, I'm a participant. So just answering that without getting into it, Hector. I'd rather take winning Europa League. Obviously, title challenge, title race should mean you're in fourth, um, in the top four. But yeah, I'd rather that. Even Europa League is brazy. You know, again, there's some big teams dropping in. Where is that? Um, you know, shout out. United Arena, obviously, Barcelona, Juventus, flirting with potentially coming out. He has said, depending on results, the Europa League knockout stages could realistically feature the majority of Man United, Arsenal. I don't think Tottenham, but potentially, you know, I think Tottenham just adding a name. Tottenham will go through. Um, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, all of them teams are struggling. Real Sociedad, Juventus, AC Milan might get out of that. Roma, Lazio, 
Ajax are in trouble. PSV, who we've got in our group. Fire Nord, Monaco, Leipzig, who look good, to be fair. They might actually do a thing because some of these names can actually get out of it. Bayern Leverkusen, Porto and Sporting are making it difficult for themselves. I hope Marseille do it because obviously... They, you know, they beat them yesterday, you know, but, you know, Sporting have really shagged themselves in the last two group, uh, Champions League group stage games, took the lead against Marseille, embarrassed themselves, lost yesterday in it. So I had another man sent off. So again, you know, we need to be able to just compete for both them things because we don't know what it's going to, what the Europa League say in past the group stages. And when it gets to the knockout, you've got to have a bottle. Same way in the Premier League. The one thing that I think is the major talking point for me anyways, or my opinion, I don't know what we're going to be saying when the pressure's on. Because when things are going right, when it's a lovely environment, everybody can make mistakes and react well. Everybody wants to play well. And obviously, if the dynamic shift and we go on a wobble and the sentiment shifts, I need to see what players are still standing up to be counted. I need to see if somebody's made a mistake, do they have the bollocks to continue doing what they're doing, really? And I think Arteta and the players do have that because they've never lost their heads internally when there was every reason to, in my opinion, you know, going back to the start of last season, I don't think the players got ahead of themselves when everyone last season was talking like it's an assurance that we're going to get into that we're going to get into top four. So let's see what's going on. 230 people live, need 100 likes quickly and he will cost a bag. Big up stylish in the cup. Um, so, yeah, we need to keep it up, but we've not accomplished nothing yet. And I'm not trying to put a downer on it. It's the reality. We haven't. We have not accomplished anything yet. I don't know about the R. Kelly peeing on people thing illusions. It's a bit brazy. Sporting keeper is spooky. He might be worse than Renison. How far is Ben White in justifying his price tag? Performed well and has proven his versatility after a decent start. You play well, no one cares. So I'd say that, okay. Gabriel needs to be dropped for leads. He's made far too many mistakes so far. Put in Tomiyasu alongside Saliba. I hear you and you might be right or wrong, but... You do that, you're going to disrupt probably the balance of our play and what we're doing really and truly. And to be fair to Gabriel, he has always reacted to the mistakes. He does need to stop making the mistakes. And they are coming in big games now, you know, Spurs, the penalty. I don't blame him for the old Trafford um, goal we conceded because we was all disjointed, but he's tried to step in. It didn't bang. Obviously, you know, he has to hold his hand. Fulham even, who were in the form team at the time. I'm losing track. Who did we last play? Yeah, was there a mistake against Liverpool for Gabriel? Slyly, yeah, him and not he's not alone. There were several pa that's come from a throw-in. You know, that's come from a throw-in. That can never just be Gabriel. He has to hold his hands up. Him and Celebra are ball watching. Gabriel's doing some unorthodox stuff, but you know, I do think Gabriel always reacts well, and I do think there's balance until a single player drops a real clanger or has a real quiet couple of weeks. I don't think anyone could or should necessarily be dropped, if I'm honest with you. You want to achieve big things, you've got to have a delusional confidence manifestation kind of thinking. Barca dropping into the Europa League, 100% big impact on our chances. But if you want to win a European trophy, you're right. But if you want to win a European trophy, you're going to play top European sides, which Barca aren't by their own standards at this moment. But yeah, man, still got to take them in. And it's a bit, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. This is why, for me, we need to keep challenging for both Europa and the league. Big up TP. Big up DG. Since you're a big admirer of Kion Edwards, do you think he'll play tonight? Do you also think he can make it as a, as a strike in this current Arsenal team? Well, he's not ready to play first team football for Arsenal week in, week out, if that makes sense, you know. So he's going to have to keep working. You never know. Um, I hope he can make some appearances. You know, Jesus has been left at home, so that probably gives it to him. It'd be nice. Shout out Kion Edwards.
he missed the flight of the ball. For me, it's just the fact that he's doing some unorthodox thing with that, if I'm honest. Gabriel's just a bit too rash. For me, the main thing with Gabriel, as I've said before, it's not the mistakes. Obviously, we don't want to see mistakes. It's the frequency of it. And for a centre-back, he's still young S, but it's happening too frequent. And I did expect to see the rashness still somewhat in your game because you're an aggressive Don, but kind of phased out a bit now and you're not doing that really and truly, if I'm completely honest with you. Nonchalantly swag, but shout out Gabriel, that's my guy, Brazil, and that. So yeah, man, she is what it is. Shout out Vegas Gunner, appreciate that. Appreciate that super chat, bro. Hope we do everything possible to secure top four. Your role is secondary to me. Emre made that mistake. I don't think we're an experienced or calculated side to say, you know what, like what Jose did with Man United. We're just getting we're we're getting Europa League final. And I don't think we can 100% be convinced that we're going to get top four. There might come a time where top four or Europa League entries, different ways, but, you know, same goal with Champions League. We might have to target one, but both. If you want to be a team that challenges for both honours or, or multiple trophies, you've got to be able to go do that, man. It's top top centre-backs in attacking teams don't have a lot to do, so it's about staying switched on. I agree and disagree. You've always got a lot to do defensively, more or less playing in the Premier League, more or less playing in the high line. And for our centre-backs, they've got to be on the ball quite a lot, really. But you're right, key thing, stay switched on, stay focused. I know the glamorous, you know, it's more like if we if I made two videos like of, of Gabriel's defensive actions, the one that's going to probably be viewed more is if he makes some fantastic, nasty slide tackle, you know. But the sexier bit of defending to me would be, oh, I can see something developing. Let me go and step in front or tell someone so that we don't even know what's happening. Prevention is better than cure. I prefer proactive defense, defending. And the older you get, you should get better at that. So, yeah, man, that's that's what I would say is where it is, man. Saliba could have had two on goals, to be fair, and he got split by Jota's pass. We have mistakes at centre-back, but, but they're young and playing a high line. I don't know who's hating on Gabriel. I can't speak for no one else. Everyone's free to have their opinion. Really. I can't understand if people want to sell Gabriel and try upgrade, but yeah, man. Cheers, what it is regarding that. Let's see what's going on. Smash the like button, people. Make sure you've set your reminders because we're going live at 4.45. What was that? I don't know why, but yeah, uh, let's get some, let's see what the, the world of football is saying, people. In fact, let's change that timestamp time. 35.10, shout out to you lot, people. Where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Actually, that's not that. Let's start with this one. I don't see the point of complaining at the moment, just support our players. I don't see the point in saying that necessarily, Harvey. I think fans, provided there's no agendas, you know, because when people are just, you can't just blow hot smoke and positive nothing. In the same way, you can't, misery loves company. You can't just be negative for no reason. Like, you can be honest. And I do think connected to the club, I do think if you just want to say pos positive, positive bollocks, you no one wants to shut you up. The reality is Gabriel's a good defender, has been playing well, but has been making mistakes, you know. He still gets support. But you need to question the obvious. There's no point talking about what a man's good at. Same way if he has a great defensive performance, waffle about it. If you've had a shaky one, hold yourself accountable. One single good or bad game doesn't define a player, but you are right, support the player. I like Gabriel. You just got to get them things out of him. Do you think Ben White is better than Gabriel? He's more polished. 
they've got different strengths. I'm a, I'm the wrong person to ask in it, Carl. If I was Arsenal manager, I would probably try upgrade on Gabriel. I would probably, you know, try and eradicate these mistakes. But Gabriel's one of my favourite players. I like how he likes to defend. I prefer Saliba's style because he's a bit more calculated. But I love the aggressiveness that Gabriel comes with. If he can just polish out the rashness, can be better. But as I said, it would still probably be their old habits die hard. And he is he is experienced enough now to stop doing this. But in the grand scheme of the aspect of defending away from Arsenal, he is quite inexperienced just in terms of European football. He's actually learning the vast majority of his craft at Arsenal. At Lille, it weren't plain sailing. He got shipped out on loan, you know. Saliba might still have, you know, Saliba's still got mistakes in him. And I do think when we had a joke defence, he could have got minutes. But, the, you know, he's gone out, he's polished some edges and he's come back a better player. still not the guy that we think he can be in the future. So there's a lot to, there's a lot to improve upon. But you expect that no one's going to be the finished arc when every player, not a single player, with exception, probably Partey and Xhaka, because, you, you know, 29, 30, you're not going to see too much radical improvement. But yeah, morning, Noah, man. Hope you're doing well and safe, man. So, yeah, it is what it is. But away from all of that, <coughs> sorry, folks, need some water still. Mikel Arteta hits back at criticism from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who said the Arsenal boss cannot manage big players. And the Spaniard claims he has never been in a better dressing room and insists it's a pleasure to coach the Gunners. OK, what has been specifically said? Arteta, I mean, Aubameyang, his, Arteta's former captain, said to manage big characters or big players, he can't deal with. He needs some young players. They don't say anything. They listen. Pardon me. At the time, Abamian said, sorry, you know, he's not doubling down on his badness. Um, Arteta simply said, people are free to discuss what they want. And you're right, Abamian's irrelevant to Arsenal Football Club at this moment in time. Thanks for the memories, but it's irrelevant. I have never been in a better dressing room um, than this season. More enjoyable, more hardworking, a better relationship between staff and players. And this is an absolute pleasure as a coach to be part of this group. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, man, shout out to you, Arteta, man. That quashed it. I thought there would be a lot more said in that, if I'm completely honest with you. Aubameyang's got corn flung his way as well. Aubameyang doesn't know how to trap the ball. Casano tells Chelsea star to focus on football instead of Arteta. Boy, you know, Jack. Um, specifically, what is what is the former Italian striker said? Now Aubameyang is speaking as well. He dares to say that Arteta doesn't know how to handle champions. Does Aubameyang consider himself a champion? But he doesn't know how to trap the ball. When Arteta took Arsenal in general disaster, there were many players among that, and he was there too. Tried to play football instead of talking about Arteta, who is the first in the most, who is first in the most important league. For me, it's madness. Fair enough, man. So that's enough on Aubameyang. He's irrelevant to us. Arteta's also said he will back Arsenal players, people, 100%, obviously, to go with this FA review of the Liverpool row, where there's a lot of Chinese whispers, this was said, that was said, all of these sort of things. So we'll never know. But Arteta said he'll fully back his players, people. He's, when asked to re re uh, um, elaborate, he said it's something that I don't want to touch on. So, yeah, it remains to be seen whether the FA opts to launch a full-scale full investigation into the incident. It's not something that I don't decide. I think timings are really difficult to predict. The FA is in charge of the situation. We'll have to wait and see, which is true. We will have to wait and see re regarding that, people. Um so it is what it is. We're going to get into this as well. Apparently, Gunners set to spend big in January and continue Premier League title challenge, people. I mean, is there any specifics? Arsenal are, are prepared for a big January, January trans big January transfer window to keep their title challenge and finish the season strongly. We didn't sign anyone last Jan, as we know, and it played its own part. 
what has been specifically said. I think they are busy planning for the January transfer window, as we should, as well as as well their their money will be available if Mikel Arteta wants to strengthen his squad. The Cronkays have come in for a bit of stick in the past, but they are putting their money down and backing Arteta. And so far, it seems like things are paying off with success. Arsenal are having, especially on the recruitment front. So, yeah, let's see what we're doing. And there is also talks about extending the contracts of three of our key players, Saliba, Bakayo Saka and Martinelli. We hope there's something there. But there's nothing really specific. How's Vlahovic doing this season? God knows. And to be honest, who cares? Nothing to do with us. Um Arsenal can sign free MLS talents as Cronkay sets out new transfer strategy. Man, this is just someone's opinion. I thought this was some logic behind it. Man City joined Hunt for Leon Sensation. Malo Gusto would be a decent fullback, wouldn't he? Apparently, Arsenal are looking at him as well, people. As you can see here, as well as City, City, Atletico, Dortmund, Juventus are eyeing the flying fullback from abroad with Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham also in the hunt. I mean, Spurs, ain't you signed enough fullbacks? And you you lot don't seem to get it right at all, really, where you lot are concerned. Fair enough. Big up you lot, though. But anyways, well, that's the same sort of article as you lot can see here, people. He only made his, his Leon debut last Jan and he is quite a good player. Again, United, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, City... Uh, Juventus, Dortmund, Atletico have all been trying to eye up the 19-year-old fullback. He's contracted until 2024. So, Leon, despite signing a new deal, Leon might have to do something. They probably have to hand him a new deal. And just because people are scouting Barcelona as well, it doesn't mean they're moving for them, really. You know, 19 is long-term. I don't know how old the fullbacks of all these clubs are, but scouting just could be making sure you, are, you, you, have, you have knowledge and things like that. I hope Arsenal cancel videos featured of Aubameyang on the website. He needs to be scrubbed from the history. The little snake, a bit too emotional there. You know, he's chatting nonsense. You're just going to have to hold it. You can't delete, you know, what he's done for this football club and what he's won, really. You know, it just it's over now. Arsenal now reportedly want former Tottenham trialist who's similar to Haaland. Yes, let's keep linking Scandinavian talents and call them the next Haaland to get clicks on our website. FM wonder kid Andreas Skridgelup, I can't say it. He once had a trial at Spurs. Apparently, Arsenal are looking at him. And apparently, he's had previous trials at Spurs, Liverpool, Munich and Juventus. And for whatever reason, he's not chosen to sign for them or they've not thought he's ready, people. Um, he opted for a team where he was likely to get first-team football. Fair enough. He's got 51 competitive appearances for his current club and 14 goals and five assists at 18. Decent. Contracted until 2024. So there's something to be done there, really and truly. I don't know if Dean Jones is 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 knowledgeable on the player, but he said, I don't think there's such a thing as the next Haaland because he's such a phenomenon, but you could look for a striker that's got similar traits. By all means, there are similarities between the two of them, obviously. But I'm sure the last thing this player wants is to spend the next 10 years in Haaland's shadow. He wants to be his old man. So one thing I think he should do for now is stay away from the Premier League. And do your do do what you're doing, isn't it? Apparently he's two-footed, strong dribbling abilities can be been compared to Jack Grealish and Hazard. I mean Hazard, Grealish, Harlan is he a fusion of them all? He said he looks up to Iniesta and he's a previous Liverpool fan. So, psh, yeah, man, everyone's an expert. If you're looking for Milinkovic Savage people, then you're probably going to be disappointed if you try and get him in Jan. Apparently, the president has said, I have no agreement with his agent, Kesman, to sell him to Juventus or anyone else in the winter. On the contrary, he is worth 120 million euros, not 100 million euros. Every month, the price goes up crazy um and uh where is it sari's not happy about that either people um you know they've warned juventus as we've seen already but sari's not happy where's sari's comments bro 
Sorry, had some comments. And this probably means why we're not going to get him. I can't find the Sari comments, people. But yeah, uh, Fabrizio Romano said, trust me, Sergi Milinkovic Savic is a magician. He's on the same level of Kevin De Bruyne. I said Immobile Villa uh, via Fabrizio Romano. Apologies. I don't know about that. But anywho, you know, he is a quality player. He, I have no agreement with his agent to sell him. We've seen that. He's been linked with Arsenal, Newcastle, etc. He said, honestly, Sergi and I think that these are not options for him. When quizzed about Arsenal and Magpies, he wants to play Champions League football consistently. So he's part of, in the future. So he's part of us. So we're irrelevant. So this comes with the territory. You can forget about Milinkovic Savic then. Uh, Sari said, the day after our 4-0 win, a paper put his name on the front page talking about transfers. Filippo Garner has established a new incredible record. He's a cyclist. But in order to know something more about it, I had to search on specialised websites. This makes you understand how much the vision of the Italian press is biased. Milinkovic has room for improvement and you can see that from how many balls he loses. Again, exactly. That doesn't sound like Kevin De Bruyne to me. According to Fabrizio, the manager would not let him go for less than £105 million. United and Liverpool are both believed to still be interested. So, hello, Chinese whispers. I mean, Darren Bent has insisted he would not swap Gabriel Jesus for Kylian Mbappe. I love Jesus, but of course I will. Obviously, this is probably in light to do with how he's carrying on and things like that in the uh, you know in the based on reports uh don't forget people later today it's arsenal versus bodo glint we'll be watching that as well people so yeah it is what it is getting back on this though what is this oh that was just me watching reading something 50 million pound star would find it hard to say no to move to arsenal oh my god who is this Aren't we all bored of listening to this Mudrick stuff now, people, really? But for you lot who haven't heard about it, Ben Jacobs, as we keep seeing, has said, you know, I think he made it clear to me that he'll assess his future in January and it'd be hard to say no to top clubs. He particularly referenced Arsenal. Well, we'll have to see, man. And we, we've all seen that interview, really. So we'll have to see what's going on there. Apparently, William Saliba allows Arsenal to move up the pitch and dominate opponents as evolution under Mikel Arteta continues. I mean, he's a good ball-playing centre-back as well as being a centre-back. So it makes sense, people. He, I mean, no one cares what Gary Neff said. Let's get to the bulk of this, people. Apparently, Saliba clocked a top speed of 34.5 kilometres per hour in that game, putting him 25th among 445 players to have featured in the Premier League this season and second among all centre-backs. I mean, we knew, he was, we knew he was quick when we saw him catch up with Kylian Mbappe and do that slide tackle against PSG last season. Top speeds, Tolson or Fulham is there. Second is Saliba. Third is Issa Diop. Max Kilman is full. Van Dijk is fifth. His speed demonstrated even more memorable with his sensational last-ditch tackle during the goalless draw with PSG last season, people. Their start distance, a metric which shows how far upfield on average a team begin their passing sequence, has increased by almost three metres compared to 2020-21 uh, campaign, taking them from 12th to 2nd in the Prem. Fair enough. Arteta's stuff is, is developing. We all know the reasons behind that. Jesus leading the line, the Brazilian was once described by Guardiola as the best pressing forward in the world. Uh, our, um, our side are winning possession in the final third more frequently than in either of the last two seasons. Only Leicester and Newcastle have forced more high turnovers leading to shots. The distance between Arsenal players has reduced. So too has the space available to opponents seeking to build from the back. But the high line offers benefits at the other end of the pitch too. As you can see, the improvement, we're more compact. And, you know, without trying to sound too smart, you need to be very compact off the ball to have half a chance of, con of conceding less goals. So it makes sense. This was disjointed. There was gaps. And again, this can go a long way because there still is gaps within Arsenal's team, especially on the defensive transition. 
against shown against against Liverpool for Diaz setting up Darwin Nunes and the penalty against Spurs or the build up better yet. On Sunday at the Emirates, Arsenal caught Liverpool offside on six separate occasions, the joint highest total by any side in a single PL game all season. In total, Arsenal have caught their opponents offside 22 times this season, a total second only to Fulham putting their average at 2.4 per game compared to 1.7. So any metrics that go up is good. Well, the positive ones. Uh, again, Saliba was able to recover when Diaz sprang Arsenal's offside trap in the first half, but not when the Colombian got in behind. We said we spoke about that. Tottenham's level in the North London derby came in similar circumstances and against United. Again, I don't lie to you. Look, we've been speaking about this all live stream. Crazy. And Mikel Arteta said last year, at 3-1, we have to make 300,000 passes in the opponent's half, he said after. Obviously, if you remember the game against Watford, we pressed the self-destruct button and made that game more difficult than it needed to be, even though we won. We didn't do that. You had the feeling it was open right into the end. Now, obviously, he's exaggerating with that, but he's breeding the point of what you're seeing this season positively in this aspect to Arsenal. Arsenal did not allow Liverpool a single shot between the 53rd minute when Firmino scored their second and the seventh minute of stoppage time. We had a better second half. By the end, Liverpool had only 19 touches on Arsenal's box, by far their lowest total of the season and only eight efforts on goal, also a season long. Boy, only City have allowed their opponents fewer shots in the Premier League this season or registered a lower total of expected goals against. You look at us in 2020-22 versus this season. Currently, uh, possession's up a bit, 57 versus 53. Passes are near enough the same, but, you know, how many passes are actually forward? 434. Passes in our own half is, is down, 186 to 193. Uh, passes in the up box, 254. Last season, it was 212. Touches in the up box. This season is 38. It's 27 um, last year. So, yeah, man, we're, def we're an improved defensive side. We're not necessarily where we need to be, people. So, yeah, Saliba ranks sixth in the Premier League for successful passes and ninth for forward passes. Great stuff. He's, he's seventh for winning possession back with 78. Carries third for with 158. Forward passes, he's ninth with 210. Passes completed, he's sixth. Um, with 534 touches, he's 14th with 655. He's probably ahead of a couple more attacking players at our club and elsewhere. Um, Arsenal's attacking improvement, you know, this season we're third for shots, we're second for shots on target, we're second for goals scored, expected goals based on what the previous other metrics were at 2.1, so that puts us second. Our conversion rate, we're fourth. Last season for shots, we was fourth. Shots on target, we was fourth. Goals scored, we were sixth. Expected goals, we were fourth. Shot conversion rate, very concerning, 11th, people. So if you shoot more, you have higher quality shots, you're more likely to score more. That's just what them fancy nerds are, are putting in this statement, people. So it's something to see there, really. So, yeah, that's good. Again, just breaking up things. What are you lot saying, people, before we look at what Mikel Arteta and Odegaard have had to say in relation to the game we're playing tonight, people? Uh, Abamian versus Arteta. The stats. Uh, don't forget, people, to set your reminders. Even if you're not going to be there, hit the like button because it's Bodo Glint versus Arsenal. Man like Asano, that's a blast from the past. Crazy. It doesn't not matter if Abamian is right. He talks behind man's back. He's a literal snake. I mean, he's part of the past, man. You know, it's irrelevant. You know, it's more energy towards deleting things. That's just 
that just sounds like a man or a woman that's gone through a relationship and they've been burned. Just forget it. Let's put our energy into other things. And realistically, you can't delete history. You can delete anything off the website if there is anything with Abamian, but he's still going to be there. We had good moments. I'm sure him and Arteta would have loved to have done things differently. Don't really rate how Abamian's moving. You know, he threw his toys out the pram. Who cares, man? There's clearly some bad blood because you can't go from being the captain and, you know, Arteta clearly is a good judge of character. He made you the captain. What's happened to uh, what happened in the build up to what we saw at the end? But things change, really. I personally think because I remember when you was playing week in, week out and you were stealing Odegaard's goal and VAR was ruling it out. Aubameyang was backing you. Then it felt like one week, your poor, you know, not only was it now poor form, this sort of stuff was coming out. So I understand giving up on, man. The hottest love seemed to have the coldest ends, man. And we've seen that with Alexis and Abamian, different reasons, man. Abamian sank to zero. I mean, you know, you're allowed your opinion. I'm allowed mine. But fortunately for Arsenal and Abamian, you're not defined by opinions. I don't think Abamian's going to give a flying monkeys about what you or I or think of him. He's keep it moving, really. Uh, Ian Wright said, big names are waiting for Arsenal to get Champions League to sign. Do you think Bellingham could be one of those big names? I don't know. You'd have to take that up with Ian Wright. I don't have a clue, mate. I, he's the one that said that. I don't have a clue, mate. Or Martinelli. I mean, they might have to, bro, because who else have we got? But you do want to start resting those players. I'd rather special K than Gakpo, man. 100%. 100%. Coldest ends, man. He's in his feelings. I'd be in my feelings as well. Abamian wanted to stay at the club. You signed the new deal. You got done dirty. But for Abamian, if you you know the foolishness you was doing, Arteta got peed off with it. It is what it is, man. Exactly, and that was it. That's why I think it. You know, Abamian was being protected by Arteta. The minute you stopped behaving yourself, he said, "You know what, safe man, because I'm playing you. You're playing shit, and now you're doing this. I'm giving. I'm letting you go away. You're not checking back. You're boying it now. You know." You think Aubameyang weren't doing probably some of these things that that he, that's now come to light. But when you're pulling in results, it's cool. And things change. Aubameyang, bro, it is what it is. Do your thing at Chelsea or whatever, man. It's done now, isn't it? If I'm honest. But for Arteta, you know, you've got to be able to manage big characters and big egos. Because if you start buying, typically, these mavericky players... Oh, kind of special. You've got to have one rule for them. And I do think Arteta did have one rule to a degree for Aubameyang and rule for the others. But you need to put in the performances, really. You know, you'll put up with Alexis Sanchez's BS or Ronaldo's BS historically or Messi's BS or, um, well, I don't know about Mbappe now, but his BS. As long as you're doing the results, it comes with the territory. But it's what it is. It's done now, man. One thing I think we need to really improve is our creativity. I think we are just a bit more clinical we have a lot of the ball without piercing through consistently. I hear that. And I wouldn't say you're wrong. I'm already tired of the Mudrick rumours. Shot to the next will sell to the highest bidder for Mudrick. 120 million for SMS madness, simply pricing him to make everyone steer clear of him, except for the clubs with the deepest pockets who are desperate. But it is what it is to stay up to date with DJ when he goes live. Follow him on Twitter. Come on, Nightbot. Appreciative. Elite talking points from you lot, people. Keep them flowing. Uh, what else have we got now? Let's keep let's 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 keep on task. Uh, what was we doing? Let's see what the gaffer has had to say in the press conference. People, smash the like button if you haven't already. Uh, Arteta slash bodyguard press conference. 
which probably my favorite part really reading these things if i'm completely honest with you oh why is it not sharing there we have it every word from Mikel arteta pre bodo presser and it would be nice if we can continue our good good form in europa and win the group because i actually don't i i i i actually don't know how it works you know who faces the teams that drop down in the Champions League? But maybe for you'd have to imagine first and second. In, in you know, there's a massive impact as to who you get, or is it the Champions League where now it doesn't really matter? Everyone's gonna get somebody decent, and it's just coincident. I don't know, but just keep winning games. Uh, on whether the pitch will influence the team selection, boy, let's hope no one gets injured on this artificial pitch. But way before these man were ballers, certain man were playing on pitches probably worse than what we're gonna see today. What we think about is how we are going to win the game. That's it. How we win every three days in different conditions, in different contexts, in different weather, in different competitions. And that's the only way we're approaching it. Big up Arteta for that, because if we're in the Champions League next year and you've got all of these things and we go to where Arsenal need to be, that's exactly how we're going to have to approach things. Forget the pitch. No excuses. By God's grace, no one gets injured. On whether there's a chance of injuries, we don't know. A player can get injured on an inefficient on an artificial pitch. He can get injured in a training session. Obviously, we do what we have to do to protect the players as much as we can. By the end of the day, tomorrow for sure, we're going to have 11 players on the pitch. On whether it will affect selection, our selection is based on how we think we're going to win the game, nothing else. Jesus was left behind, needs to rest as a precaution as well. Let the man stay fresh for the Leeds game. We got Marcel in the cut. Second place in Europa group plays third place from the Champions League is better if you win the group. There you have it. There, shout out my guy PM, shout out Paul. Second place faces the Champions League dropouts. Top group, top goes around straight round 16. So forgive me if I'm wrong. You you get to bypass playing an extra game if you win the group. So win the group, win the group, win the group. Simple as that. Shout out you lot for your, you know, keeping me up to date on that. Typical, typical. the bare long team drop into this Europa League, Europa League thing. I guess it's time for boys to step up. Win the group, life is easier. You get one less game, I assume. That could, you know, that can make all the difference for fitness. You know, we don't, every team, but specific to Arsenal, be at games this month. Why play more than you need to? And once again, we've got game, more games with a smaller squad. We need to remember that. So shout to Jesus, leave him at home. Shout Kion Edwards, any of the, the young boys that travel, hopefully they can play. I, th I think I mentioned it before the home game that that what this team and this coaching staff has done in the last few years is remarkable, especially in Europe, because it's got more headlines to the rest of Europe. But without a question of doubt, the scores that they've had had that they've had here explain themselves. They're going to want revenge against us. They're going to want to play on the fact that they've got their fans. In the game we played, would you take Terry off from Renz? It wouldn't be my first, second or third option, but yeah, why not have a... Have a you know, it could be part of the squad. Definitely a better player in the last 18 months, two years than he's been in the hot minute. I wish we signed this guy. He's a baller, man. Special K, but we should have got him time ago. And I would put down a £50 million bid right now today if you could, but I don't think that gets him. And they would be stupid to let him go. They've got an appreciating asset. Again, if he keeps doing what the 21-year-old Georgian done, he's been described as the Georgian Messi over them sides. Someone's going to pay big money. Shout G1, get on to them, man. Get the likes up, people. Appreciative. Um, so, yeah, that's what he said about that. On the supporters, they were really loud, really passionate. And we've seen that. We saw how they was in King's Cross. We saw how they was at the Emirates. What do you think it's going to be like in their homeland? Should be a fantastic atmosphere. They're really loud, really passionate. And I spoke to Martin about it. He mentioned to expect a great atmosphere here. And it's great. That's why you travel into Europe as well. Hopefully, it's a good away travelling game for the fans that do make the trip as well. On whether Arsenal are a target now, we're a top. Well, I mean, we're a target now because there's there's starting to become expectations. And once you're at the top, 
the hardest thing is to not necessarily, it's difficult to get up to the top in any industry, but to stay there. Consistency in life, in my opinion, is underrated. You know, if we look at the music game, there's bear rappers that will, you know, what's it called, chart right now, a couple of years, they're gone. Not everyone's going to do, historically, like, Drake's the only one. Drake came through and he's maintained everything he touches turns to gold, really. And there's some people that are here today, gone tomorrow. But anyways, people, on whether he has been able to practice on an artificial pitch, he replied simply no. On whether Arsenal won that, well, we've seen that already. I don't know how other coaches play their games against us. Obviously, Gabby is a player who gets involved in a lot of physical contact. That's his nature. That's in his nature. And it's down to the refs to protect the players. On whether he's happy with the player protection, I'm not. But I'm really happy with how our players are performing. And that's the most important thing. That's Then it's up to the refs to protect them. That's a way of answering without answering, really and truly. <laughs> Hey, on the incident in the Liverpool game, it's something I don't want to touch. It's in the FA's hands and I'm not going to get involved on whether he supports his player a million percent. On Odegaard, he said it's his journey. He started in the spotlight very, very early in his career. And probably that's why he's so mature at his age he is at now. He's been around for so long that we forget how old he is, forget how old Tommy Asu is. But it's his journey. He could not pick it. He was so good at that age. He got a lot of attention and he dealt with it in a really positive way. On his road tomorrow... Probably on the pitch at some stage. I don't know. Hopefully he can have a good time. It's obviously a really important moment for him. He loves coming to his country. You know how much it means to him and it's a good opportunity for him. On the weather, no, even if it's windy or rainy or sun, snowy, that's not an excuse. Our focus is to win every three days and find a way to do it every time. Amen. And he keeps saying three days, three days, three days, three days, three days. George Lewis, I haven't really been paying attention, but I don't think he makes the grade at this club. That pitch is giving me injury vibes, man. No first-team player might as, might as well bring out Cedric and then, man, they're your bad man. But let's just hope that we've got the right footwear on. But yeah, man, couple, man, don't, I'm happy Jesus is chilling at yard and watching it. Who knows, Jesus might be watching the DG watch along. So yeah, big up Jason. He said, their fans were very loud at the Emirates last week. I think the atmosphere will be very hostile. I'm not being funny, but we're travelling to Europe. We're travelling to Norway near the Arctic Circle and them thing there. Of course, it's going to be mad. Respectfully to anyone in their country, when are they going to see one of the biggest teams in the world go to their place? Of course, they're going to be up for it. And that's what you want to see. Because that's what, if you're in the Champions League, you know, yeah, Norcamp, Bayern Munich, Lord knows Arsenal fans, we know damn well about Bayern Munich. All them places there are mad. But you might get partisan. You know, we've, we've been drawn against Red Star in Europa League. Football is a psychological game. And the quicker these young players, especially the ones that are like the squad guys and the spare parts, they're going to need to pattern in that regards, really. So needs to do it. On whether being in Europe is a help or a hindrance. Of course, it's a hindrance because of if you're focused on the league, but it's a help because, you you know, it's just a European competition, really and truly a chance to win it. What are we talking about? In terms of sharing minutes, that's for sure. It's something really positive because there were players that didn't play a lot, especially in the first few weeks, and our job is managing that. It's up to the players to perform and give us the right reasons to play and win. He bigged up Tierney. He said, like any other player, we know that we make decisions always based on the best possible preparation to win the matches. And Tierney accepted that like any other player. On starting games quickly, every manager wants to start quickly and score in the first minute. But obviously, that is something that is not always possible. Our aim is always to attack, be dominant in the game and to get in the lead as quickly as we can. Uh, he spoke on Bodo. He said one of the contenders to be at the top of the group for sure. At the end of the games tomorrow, again, we'll have a difficult test. And, you know, I want to beat PSV twice as well. That probably does it for us. Um, he, on Aubameyang, he said people are free to discuss what they want. We've already seen this, people, but he bigged up the mood in the dressing room. Phenomenal. I've never been in a better dressing room. How many have you been in that and City? And probably a bit of it is white lies to gas up the mandem and that. But 
more enjoyable, more hardworking, better relationships with the staff to the players. And it's an absolute pleasure as a coach to be part of this group. We spoke about that incident. And he said, on whether it's like a different sport playing on an artificial pitch. Come on, man. Way before you lot became Premier League footballers and you get a million Lucas aids a game. Some of you respectfully have played in, in, in the concrete jungles of London. Some of you have come from Brazil. Some of you have come from not necessarily glamorous circumstances. Xhaka and that. Let's, let's, let's remember what football used to be about. Let's not do this bougie thing. If you want to play on the best pitches, qualify for Champions League. If not, you're playing on that 3G Southbury. Let's just send an Astro to Bear Sandy in that. And everyone knows if you, if you, the Sandy Astro turf's the worst, you slide on that. It's collapse, collapse, collapse at all. If I, I used to slide in indoor football and get all that, the, the, I don't know what you call it, but like the friction burn. But if you lot see my legs, there's bare mark. Bloody hell, that one's from an iron. Oh, these are from football. If you ain't got cuts across your leg, you never had a great childhood, mate. But anywho, um, obviously everyone is aware that there are a lot of things that are different. The speed is different. The way you can use the grass is different. I mean, football's still the same game, isn't it? Put the ball in the back of the net and we'll have to adapt to it. We know that we are here to win the game and tomorrow night for sure we're going to play on an artificial pitch. I don't want to hear nothing like Jurgen Klopp or it could have been too cool. Um, crying about the length of grass and all them things. Win the game, man. None less of that. Um, on how important it is to win the group. Yes, that's why every game is crucial. Looking at the group, tomorrow's result is going to be really important because we can eliminate playing an extra two games and the opponents that you'll be facing after that. And obviously, there's a lot of big teams that could be dropping down. You know, Europa League might be where it's at versus the champs, people. Um, and the opponents that you'll be facing after that. So we know that we want to be top of the group. A few players that were injured, you'll find out tomorrow when asked on people who are not travelling. So probably not Jesus. I'd like Saka to stay at yard, but... Them kind of man might be needed to come off the bench. Big up DG. I want to see Nelson be assertive and grab an opportunity. Amen. But, you, you know, Arteta said, be ready. Give him headaches. Seven days after beating Bodo Glint, we're back facing the same opponent or same opposition again on Thursday night as we aim to take another step towards qualification for the knockout stage of the Europa League. We won 3-0. We now head to the Arctic Circle, coming like an episode of Vikings on Netflix. But, yeah, it's a place... Teams haven't enjoyed heading to in recent years, with Bodo slash Glint winning all of their 14 home matches in European competitions. That's the longest run by any side since Barca won 15, um, a stretch that ended in 2017. And look where Barca are now, you way for loading the twats. But anyway, boy, they're going to want to, you know, we're going to a place that's probably going to be cold, a pitch we're not used to, fans that maybe not expected to win, but going to make it difficult. Big up Jason, he was at the game at the Emirates. He spoke about, obviously... If they were even mad at their place, what do you think they're going to be in their backyard? At our place, sorry. What do you think they're going to be on in their backyard? And this is probably the biggest fixture calendar list. Fix, get the biggest game in the fixture calendar list these lot might play for a long time. And they're going to want revenge. If I'm Bodo Glint manager, I'm thinking, yo, Arsenal are good in that. But we gave them a little bit of a game. And Arteta said it there. You win the group, two games are two extra games are eliminated. So, yeah, man, it holds 8,000 spectators. So it's going to be small. It's going to, it's not Crystal Palace, but it's going to kind of be in that, that, in my opinion, you're right on time. It's 8K. So it's going to be like non-league or, or League One or League Two to a degree. It's going to be small. It's going to be compact. The fans are going to feel like they're on top of you. This is what makes football. The club is hoping to build a new 10,000-seater stadium to mark Glimp being named European Capital of Culture for 2024 with the aim of making it the most sustainable stadium in the world. The club supporters are known to bring giant yellow toothbrush to their games, a tradition that started after the item was used by fans to conduct singing in stands. Listen, that's good. Big up you lot. It's not expected to be too cold with a temperature of around 8 degrees. 
Celsius around kickoff. So, yeah, man. They were back in action on Sunday. They bounced back from the defeat at the Emirates by winning 4-1 to record their first victory on home turf since August. He made four changes to his starting 11. Okay. And the division's top goal scorer is Pellegrino, and he netted his 21st league goal of the season. And he's actually decent as it stands. Boy, the job's not done. You know, PSV will probably pump Zurich. So they, you know, if we mess about, it looks a bit political. So we need to do what we're doing. Arteta on Bodo, they are one of the contenders to be at the top of the group for sure. At the end of the games tomorrow, again, we'll have a difficult test. And as we've already said, their supporters were really loud, really passionate, and he spoke to Odegaard about it. And their gaffer said, it's perhaps the biggest match we'll play. At least it's against the, the best opponent. Not necessarily because they have better individuals than Roma, but there's something about the professionalism and history of the club. All the games in Europe are fantastic for me. We'll see how much you can learn in a week and get an answer to that tomorrow. What matters is that you dare to be the best version of yourselves. Then we'll see if we learn along the way. Then at least I'll be satisfied. And that's facts. If you don't understand what he has said there, because that echoes a lot of what I tried to say on my channel. You don't understand football. It's purist. So, yeah, Jesus didn't fly. Zinchenko's a doubt. We already know Smith, Rowe, and El Nene are not involved, people. Stats and facts. Eddie has scored in four consecutive starts in the Europa League. If he starts and scores in this game, he'll become the first Englishman to score in five starts in a row. After losing in London in the reverse fixture, Glint could lose consecutive games in a single season in a major European competition for the first time since September 1996 in the UEFA Cup both against Transonspor. We're on beating away to Norwegian teams in Europe, drawing one and winning two. More recently, beating Molder 3-0 in this competition uh, with goals from Reese Nelson, Pepe and Balogun. And two of those guys, at least for this season, won't be playing at the Emirates. And Nelson, if you don't buck up your ideas, you might be gone in Jan. Hopefully you pattern up. We have lost just one of our last 14 away games in the Europa League, drawing three and winning 10, with that defeat coming against Villarreal in the semi-finals of 2020-21. Boy, Bosnian official Ifran Helgito will be in charge of this. So, yeah, it is where it is in that regards, people. That's that. Uh, Martin Odegaard, I'm playing my best football. Odegaard, because I don't believe you. Not because I think you're lying. You know yourself, but I think there's several gears you can go up. So, I don't believe you. I think you can get more goals and more assists. The more thing I want to see, I want it to see the Odegaard show. I think... I need to see, I think you've got it in your locker to control games for us, like Cess used to do, you know, not quite Santi, but like Santi used to do. So, yeah, man. Odegaard said, I think the biggest mistake we can make is to talk too much about the pitch, the weather or whatever. The most important thing is just to come here and win the game. That's all that matters. We're not going to focus too much on the pitch. Obviously, it's different and we have to adjust a little bit, but it's football. It's still the same rules and we are still going out to win the game. I mean, I love that from, from him. What else can you say, bro? Everything else is stupidness, in my opinion, that you're right. You know, you're fully speaking facts. On his, on his memories of making his club debut in, in Norway 10 years ago, Yes, I remember it well. I was a kid. I feel young today, but that was about eight, ten years ago. So I was a kid. It's a good time. Obviously, I was playing football, having fun, enjoying life, doing what I, I love. It was a great time. Everything went really quick, but I enjoyed it. And there's nothing more to say. It was fun. He played for the under-21s and the national team, but it's been a while since I played here. Obviously, you know, he's going to get a lot of love in Norway. You know, he's, he's, he's a Norwegian son returning home. And it would be lovely to see if he could win, but also get a good reception. On what indicators he looks to as captain for a team to start well? Same as always, really. The same mindset as always. We want to affect the game and start strong. We always want to do that. So we'll try to do that again tomorrow. 
on the form thing, he said, yes, I think so. I think I've developed a lot in the last years, few years. I've always been good on the ball, but I feel like I'm developing a different side of my game now as well without the ball, how to improve and affect the game in different ways. So, yeah, I feel like I'm doing well. And of course, when the team is doing well, it makes things easier for me as well. I'm really happy to be part of this team and I'm happy with where we are at the moment. But we want more, of course on how being a captain has changed him. I haven't thought about it too much, to be honest. I try to do the same things, help the team as much as possible. I enjoy the responsibility and just try to do the best for the team always. And hopefully that's good. And I mean, he's captain for Arsenal, he's captain for his country and he's got a wealth of experience he can pass to players of Discord. So yeah, man, big up to you lot in the terms of the gaffer. It comes down to those two games against PSV. Get a closer look at Gakpo. It seems like he's been in good form recently. I hear that. If you're not subscribed, you're moving mad. Martin Odegaard needs to get himself into the thick of it. For extra content, follow me on Twitch, Twitch and YouTube, gang. Don't forget, people, the biggest thing you can take away from this current live stream at this moment in time is that we go live at 4.45, people. So that's two hours. We got you lot. I'm hanging around like a bad smell today, isn't it? They kept the ball well last week. Might be a banana skin. This pitch is giving me Paddison rep vibes. Serious concrete jungles, man. Big up stylish for making sure you lot do your thing there. Been hella busy recently. Haven't had the chance to tune in. Have you done any content on the Halen Doc? Yep. <laughs> Weeks ago, slime months ago. We watched that time ago, didn't we, people? Maybe some competition for left back position would do the world of good for Gabriel. Left centre back. Sorry, I'm acting like I can't read. I feel we would be better off using the Europa League for the bench players, but we need to win our group to avoid an extra KO round against the champs dropouts. I worry for our squad depth. I hear that. You think Paterno is going to extend his contract? I hope so, but who knows? We've got a couple option, a couple years option in his deal, so I hope so, but until he signs a piece of paper, I don't know, man. I hope so, man. Someone said, who's SMS? Sergi Milinkovic-Savic. So, yeah, man. So don't forget about Sunday's live stream between Leeds and Arsenal. Make sure to drop a like on the content and have comments, discussion points and super chats ready. Then, Clement, you're too kind. Enjoying the stream. Big up, Miles. Enjoying the stream. Let's leave Oba in the past and keep it moving. We've got bigger things to worry about. Tell him again, man. Tell him again. Match preview. I mean, what is there to really say? Like, I mean, Mikel, we can. You know, Mikel Arteta's basically said everything in terms of the starting eleven. Boy, hey, who would I play? Matt Turner, right back. I mean, Tommy, yes, you deserve to play against Leeds, really, but I mean, holding. I think Tini can play. Well, Tini's going to have to play. Cedric about. I think Tommy Asu will play. It'd be nice if, for him to keep building up minutes as well because, you know, him and Tini were robbed of a pre-season. Who's centre-back, though? You could go holding and Tommy Asu. Pardon me. I think Gabriel played the last one, so I'd, I'd, I'd give it Saliba this time. Well, depending on Ben White, Ben White can get through it, but, you know, Arteta keeps talking about physically how much it takes out of you uh, playing fullback. So, it, you know, I'd probably rest his leg. Saliba, you're 21, man. You're good, man. You can play. I'll probably go Tommy Asu. Take guys off around the hour mark, like last week, but I'll probably go Matt Turner, Tommy Asu, Saliba holding t &E, midfield. Uh, boy, who have we got? You know, Lokonga, pattern up. You get a chance today. Um, Granite Xhaka, there's not too many. You can't call on Elnene Smith for all of these guys. To be fair, Cedric could play somewhere, you know, instead of Tommy Asu, if Arteta wants to play him against Leeds. 
or Tierney can drop, could drop to the bench or whatever. But I'd probably go Matt Turner, Tommy Asu, Saliba, Holding, Tierney, Lokonga, Xhaka, Fabio Vieira. Uh, on the right wing, Marquinhos. Through the middle, Eddie. And left wing, Reese Nelson, you know. And Nelson, you'd be the biggest takeaway from this game. Take your chance, man. Try and get a role for yourself. Sign yourself. Like Eddie Nketiah did. He signed himself. Arteta's always liked him, but he bust himself. you got to bust yourself. Martinelli, he gave an opportunity, he took it. Saliba, he's taking it. And there's probably some others, you know. Tommy Asu might very well get dropped against Leeds, but he took the opportunity at left-back. Ben White's taking his opportunities at right-back. Saliba's ran with it at centre-back, you know. Even Ramsdale last year, it, it was, you know, I'm kind of forcing it, but he had to hold bench for a sec when Leno was there. After the City game, take your chance. Couple guys have done booky things, but take your chances. So, yeah, Matt Turner, Tommy Asu, Saliba holding. I mean, you could go Tommy Asu centre back and play Cedric, but I want to name a strong team and confirm the group. So, I would say Matt Turner, Tommy Asu, Tierney holding Saliba, Xhaka, Lokonga, Fabio Vieira in the 10, Reese Nelson on the left, Eddie and Ketia through the middle. So, the Haylem boys and Marquinhos. That's probably what I would go with people, really. And then again, provided everything goes smoothly, Saliba. You know, Xhaka, try to peel them up, take them up. Tomiyasu even slyly, and unless Arteta thinks differently, take these guys off. Especially Xhaka, you know. It's another hour job for you, Saka. I mean, Xhaka, if I'm honest with you. Don't want to see Saka today. If he could come on, why not? Scumbag some goals. It all helps with with all of the end of the season comp uh, comp, uh, comp goals and that. But, yeah, don't really want to see you lot playing that. But we need to win the game. Yeah, Nelson's got an opportunity to, def to be the first winger off the bench. Fabio Vieira. I love Arteta's responses. We're happy and progressing. The past is the past. We need to win this tonight to top the table. We want to see PSV in second. I mean, if we win and then it's a showdown in them two games between PSV, so be it. Don't complicate things more than it needs to be, would be my advice. You don't need to play Saliba. You might not, but, you know, confirm the group. Who isn't going to play? You know, you could pull in Tommy Asu and go with Cedric, but I'd imagine Saliba or Gabriel have to play. Maybe Gabriel could do it again. Because I do, you know, a few weeks ago, Saliba weren't taking part in all the training sessions, as Arteta said. But Gabriel played last Thursday and Sunday. So surely it can be Saliba's time to do it. Of course, you could pull Tommy Asu over um, and play Cedric. You could put Ben White there. But yeah, I think based on Gabriel doing it last week, I'll go with Saliba holding Tierney, Tommy Asu, if I'm completely honest with you. That Anacho guy is decent at sporting, really. I like Anacho as a left centre-back option. Probably end up at Wolves. Low-key hope Wolves get relegated so we can grab Neves on the cheap. Neves being linked with Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United and Barcelona today once again. For me, Nelson starts for me, rest Martinelli. Oh, yeah, Martinelli could play. Oh, I can't lie, you know. I'd still start Marquinhos, but now that you said that, could it be Nelson on the right, Martinelli on the left, Eddie through the middle? Because I think Marquinhos started the game very well at the Emirates. Um, and he kind of went quiet. In the grand scheme of things, it'd probably be more beneficial for Marquinhos than Martinelli. But now that you said that, oh, I don't know now, you know, Marquinhos. I want to see Nelson start. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, fella. Now that you lot said that, I don't know. I don't know now. In a bit of trouble. Tommy Maldini sent about Masterclass. Check out my schedule to know when I'll go live. But yeah, man, it seems like there's opportunities and there's not going to be too many opportunities. So you've got to take them when they arrive. 146 likes. Appreciate that, people. 
264 of you locked in on YouTube. How come you ain't at 200 likes? If you hit the like button, God bless you. Unexpected high bills due if you didn't smash that like button, man. Big up to you lot with your talking points as well. Have I missed anything else out? I don't think so. Once again, I'm live at 4.45 people as well. Don't forget that. I mean, we've been linked with that Julka guy from Club Brews. I don't know too much about him, but if Arteta's done his due diligence and he's uh, he bring him to the carpet, innit? If they believe in Donny. If they don't, then it's a myth, really. Well, to be fair, Ted Hogg don't believe in Donny. I should have made a bar like that. I don't believe in Donny like that. The hey, we're going to the studio. F it, my Liverpool City watch along on Sunday, potentially, but they haven't been kind with that game, you know. I think we should. We should be able to just about do it. If worse comes to worse, I might just do it on Twitch because what Arsenal play at 2, 2.45 half-time, 3 o'clock kick-off second half. Uh, obviously, 3.45 game probably done. Go live maybe... 420 on Sunday for is it 430 kickoff or is it or is it four? Because this is where it gets difficult, man. It gets very, very difficult. 430. Should be able to just about big up yourself, Marcel. Should about should just about be able to squeeze that in. So yeah, Leeds Arsenal on Sunday, probably Liverpool City, 98% sure. Bit annoyed that El Clasico's at some stupid time as well, if I'm completely honest with you. Like, was looking forward to maybe doing a watch along for that. So, yeah, man, I don't know. Big up, DG. Save Martinelli for Leeds after he batted them up last season. 4.30 kickoff. Hey, send a beat. Send a beat. Send a beat. Hey, 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 T.O. Wayne, if you ever remix that. Um, shout me, man. I'm in the wrong profession, man. I need that. RD, shout me. I don't even like your music, but you chart in it, so shout me. <laughs> I'm chatting, man. Uh, but yeah, you could rest Martinelli, keep the young man fresh. But we do we have the players to do this thing? Arteta hasn't forgot last season's FA Cup third round where the players let him down, so we always have a mixture of first-team players. Life as he should, man. And I can't lie, I think he, we, you know what? If you're talking about Forrest, I mean, it's it's on the players, but it's also on the gaffer as well, because we're in a scenario where you're playing the inexperienced Charlie Patton, I'll pick him up. Tavares is always going to get savaged. I mean, I, I, I Arsenal, Tavares had good games. But, you know, the rap sheet is long, even at Stamford Bridge, where he played quite well and we won. Banduli, you know, that FA Cup game, you know, Crystal Palace away, Anfield, Old Trafford. I'm not even trying to get onto Tavares, but yeah, man. Man said Barca are going to get packed in, man, forget El Clasico. They're feeling sad for themselves, you know. Every I saw Xavi speak, Busquets speak. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, this is going to affect us against the, in the El Clasico. Don't feel sad for yourselves. And it's 2pm London time, so we're not even going to get to watch that. At most, I might be able to watch a... No, we're not. We're not going to get to watch that because we're going to be live watching Arsenal lead. So, yeah, we're not going to get to watch that. It's a highlights job for the El Clasico. It's crazy, man, how there was a point in life where you couldn't miss El Clasico. Like, you, you, couldn't, you, you couldn't miss it. You had to watch it. You had to somehow get it into your, into your calendar or into your day or your schedule. Now it's like, eh, pretty highlights, really. Might see a Benzema Vinicius. It's not even. It's not that deep anymore, isn't it? Shows how much. I don't want to say La Liga's fooling off because Real Madrid are doing their thing, but kind of fooling off, really. Well, you haven't got the two big boy players in the league anymore, really. No wonder a lot of these guys want Super League and them things. There. Good point. 
But yeah, man, on a serious note, though, people, again, we've been here for an hour and 23 minutes. I don't want to waste any more of your time. However, you know, shameless blog o'clock across Twitch and YouTube. I'll be live at 4.45. So that's probably, well, that's about 90 minutes, basically. We're live again. Got to switch the laptops and things. And we're back again, folks. So yeah, man, I'll see you then, innit, really? Make sure you're there. If not, smash the like button. First things first, appreciative of all the support you lot give my platform, whether you're on Twitch and YouTube. Appreciate you lot for taking part, thoughts talking points, questions, and the rest of it. Yeah, man, you know, thanks, man. You lot stay blessed, stay safe. Hope you're having a great progressive week. Hope you and your loved ones are still healthy and stay healthy and get better health. Where your goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions, aspirations, all of that good stuff is concerned. I hope you lot are having a progressive week. Obviously, road to 100K begins, people. So, yeah, on that note, you lot stay blessed, stay safe. I'll see you in a few, man. Peace. <laughs> I've been given like.